Hello, dear devotees of Guruji. Welcome to Season 4 of the Chela de Chela podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and the podcast is sponsored by Soul Calls Infinity. If you'd like more information, you can write to me at brenda at soulcallsinfinity.org. This season of the podcast features a special series on Kriya Bonds and COVID. The series explores some insights into the COVID journey as experienced by various Kriya Bonds as they endeavor to live the life and serve the work. No matter how we may feel about COVID, there are three things from Guruji's teachings which are rooted in truth for us as disciples. One, we chose to incarnate at this time. Two, everything that occurs for us as individuals has at its core the task and potential to bring us closer to God and represents the next step in our spiritual unfoldment. And three, with Guruji's loving care assured and recognized, we will succeed in coming to that place where only love is our consciousness and abode. The words of Sister Gyanamata give powerful guidance. See nothing but your goal ever shining before you. Each episode is uniquely inspiring, and we are reminded of what Brother Chidanandaji wrote in his letter of October 2018. Brother G writes, Never underestimate the positive effect of your spiritual efforts on your well-being, on those around you, and on humanity at large. Guruji said, one who in every way tries to uplift himself, harmonizing body, mind, and soul with the divine, creates positive karma not only in his own life, but in his family, neighborhood, country, and world. Join us now for a thought-provoking, soul-touching episode of Season 4 of the Chela de Chela podcast, Kriya Bonds and COVID. And here's Bella. Bella, hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to, to connect with you again. 
Yes, uh, usually we see people at convocation that we haven't seen, but. <laughs> Philip, uh, for those uh, that haven't seen your previous episode, just give us a little self-intro, a little quick overview. Okay, well, I am a member of Hollywood Temple. I've been a devotee, uh, well, I want to say since 1995, but I first took the lessons earlier and I was gone for 15 years. After I graduated law school, I, I came across the autobiography, I read it, I joined a meditation group in Sacramento, even though I wasn't from Sacramento, I was living there as a government lawyer. And then when I came back to Los Angeles, I went uh, to Hollywood Temple where I met Brother Bhaktivedanta. But if you can believe it, I left and I was gone for 15 years. <laughs> and when I came back, um, it was like I had never left. <laughs> they had my member number all in. I was able to take Korea, uh, uh, everybody at the temple. It was like I never left. Okay, so Bella, what are the three words that come to mind, adjectives of how COVID has been for you? Three words. Refining. <laughs> Um, it has been isolating because I'm, I'm older and opportunities. Okay, I just wanted to kind of set the stage with what those adjectives might be for you. And we're going to get back to it. I just want to ask a little side question. And that is, um, have you had direct contact with a COVID-diagnosed person? I guess if I have to think about it, <laughs> no. Okay, then we're just going to move on to the next question because... No, uh, you know what? Excuse me, Brenda. Uh, I, I have, but because it has kind of put a rift in my personal family, there's some people who, uh, you know, kept on with their lives without isolation. And I only see them by phone, even though we only talk to them by phone, even though we had previously been quite close. So maybe that's different than do you know someone? Mm -hmm. But as far as having had direct contact, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a different issue. So but I will say this <laughs> about that. Uh -huh continuing uh, to love those members of your family and elsewhere who think differently than you, that's been an area of spiritual growth for me. Oh, fantastic. Because, you know, I refuse, you know, even though it's hard to, to let uh, people's differences, you know, fundamentally change the character of my relationship with people. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that really um, segues right into the, the core of, of what I wanted to uh, cover and uncover with these um, episodes on creobonics and uh, COVID is that um, how has it affected your sadhana? Because there's differences, you've used that to improve your sadhana 
and uh, flex your spiritual muscle, isn't it? Oh, yes. (laughs) It's a flex. (laughs) To put put into actual action what Guruji and Shidanandaji um, uh, encourage us to do, and, and that is to see everyone as a soul and to love them. Okay, so you've had that challenge. Um, what else have you dealt with during COVID? Now you talked about refining. So let's talk about the refining process, your refining process. Well, you know, Master always talks about habits. I don't know how deep a person I was or how deep my uh, sadhana was or or, or like the... Um, the spiritual talk this week was on the Dharma. I don't know how perfected <laughs> my practice was, but I had habits. I had habits. I just always went to the temple every Sunday. I mean, and it, it wasn't something like I had to think or, or, or think about or check off on my introspection list. That was just it. And when I was able I would go on Friday Friday nights, and the the temple uh, was a, a big part of my life. Hollywood temples always had a lay disciple group, and I was active in that. In fact, I was the chair of the outreach committee, so I got to go around with all people. And Brother Neil Ananda likes to know the community around wherever he is. And so he brought that to Hollywood Temple. So the committees that I was a part of, outreach like we did, the the teenage homeless shelter and and the uh, uh, which was a Catholic charity, and he really loved that. And uh, we had other things, and so I really miss uh, my connections. It was a part of doing, and I don't know. Um, I, I won't say that it was mechanical, but with their loss, I had to think about uh, how how much service was a part of my life because I, it's almost like it was kind of an insurance where I lacked <laughs> in other areas. At least, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I could serve master and also. I liked uh, serving at the temple because in uh, uh, my professional life, I'm a lawyer and I was always making the decisions. And I remember coming to Hollywood Temple thinking, I'm just gonna worship here anonymously. Uh, Nobody's gonna ask. And then next thing I know, (laughs) you know, I taught Sunday school for 10 years. I was on the flowers and decoration committee. But what I liked is that it, it was master calling the shots and not me, or, or there were people uh, telling me oh, what to do. And, you know, I, I was representing the work. We also, there are a lot of hospitals. Brother Bacchanada used to call where Hollywood Temple is Bedpan Alley because there are a lot of hospitals around there. And there's a children's hospital. And part of our work was to uh, over the holidays, when the families had to stay and their children were hospitalized, that we would pro- uh, we pro- provide lunch, we provide uh, gifts and whatnot to the people who were away from home. So um, 
I was able to do a little of that last year during the pandemic, but it was very isolated. It was just me and another devotee. And we took uh, the homeless packets over to the nun, <laughs> to the Catholic nun. <laughs> I was able to keep connected. Um, it, it was just amazing. Like they said that uh, the online meditations came into uh, to being, you know, right before the pandemic really hit. But I have had some challenges because there's only so much screen time, whether you're meditating or not, or with others that you could take uh, when it first started. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, because I'd like to recap um, the whole area of service that you've done. And, and I'm going to try to recap it. And if I've got it right, tell me. And if I don't, then correct me. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say, Bella, is that you were very actively involved in service in, in the Hollywood temple and that it served you in a number of ways and that it brought you closer to master and, it was an insurance policy, so to speak, to keep you in the right environment and the right headspace, et cetera. And when that was, if you will, if you were lifted out of that by the COVID uh, situation, then you missed it. And I may be extrapolating here, but um, what I think I heard is that you began to see or, or question how much of that was habit and the underlying thing that seems to come out for me is that, first of all, Guruji gives us what we need when we need it, you know, and when we need that um, environment, then uh, if we're uh, struggling, if we're, we're trying to be in tune, not necessarily struggling, but if, if our desire is strong uh, to be in tune, he gives us, he always gives us what we need. But the thing is that this COVID thing is not a mistake, you know? We chose to be here. And, and so you being lifted out of that environment had, it helped you now to introspect to your next step. The being involved was absolutely perfect. And now not being involved is absolutely perfect because there are lessons to be learned. And so what I'm hearing is, although you missed it, you took that spiritual opportunity and brought master still into your life and said, okay, now what is that? Did I get it? I, I think <laughs> as, as I listened to you, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but you know, master also talks about habit because a, a lot of time, you know, in setting up your, your meditation sadhana, the things that you do. But that's true. I didn't think of habit as a bad thing because, you know, when I didn't feel like it, that was the habit. And he says that, you know, the habit boosts us a lot. And I, and I did enjoy it, but you're, you're right. Um, it, it, it was the next step. Uh -huh, uh -huh you know, to not, uh, because when I, when you say habit, when you really have a habit, it's, it's, you know, maybe people can more relate to it when it comes to meditation, when you really, you know, have the habit of, of meditating and doing your energization exercises and things like that, you don't think about it. 
and it's not a burden. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you're, you're not thinking like, what can I get from this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doing it because you've internalized it. Yeah. And I, I know that um, Master has said that, you know, sometimes, you know, he talks about spiritual habits mm. and th they are a benefit when, you know, Maya is telling you to do yes. something. Yes, yes. As, as Ashwanandaji uh, once said, routinize. I always remember that, yes. that word, routinize, you know? Yes. Okay, okay. so, so what was the outcome of that? What was the process of it? And what was the outcome? You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, all I could say is that we had, Guruji gave us or gave me a lot of grace. I can't, uh, I don't think anybody uh, can doubt what uh, Yogananda Seva has been with the with the online meditations, and I've even had a chance to serve through them, although it's been feeble. <laughs> but it's given me a chance to just do what people tell me or whatever I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And but I, I got to a point where I had trouble with the the digital platforms, because at first I was waking up on, I believe it's Mondays and Thursdays at four o'clock Pacific time to um, uh, uh, do the YSS meditations. Oh gosh, me too. <laughs> and, I, and I was just, you know, I was, I was, I was just dizzy, but especially after having been on my pilgrimage, I, I I know this is not the topic, but you know, when I look back on my life, 2015, when I, you know, for the one month that I was on my pilgrimage with you, I, I think that was just like one of the highlight years of my life. And it came kind of late in life because it was, it was when I think back on me having had the opportunity to go. You just, you just, I, I just never would have thought it would have happened to me. And so I knew that that was a gift. And even when I went back to the temple, I, I, and I was passing out things to other people that I had bought or they had given me things to put in Babaji's cave. They go, well, you know, I could never go. And I, you know, it's not for me in this life. And it's not this. And I thought, well, it was for me. I don't know how it was for me, <laughs> but that that just changed my life um, and, and made me so much appreciate what Master left to come here to give to us. Mm. And, you know, the places, I mean, he could have, you know, I, I always remember, you know, where men dream God. And that's what I felt like on that tour. Wow. And, and when uh, other people talk about their experiences in India, and some say this or something, I say, well, I don't know if I was in that India. <laughs> <laughs> so, Back to your COVID experience. So I was getting up to early, like 4 a.m. to do that. 
And then I was, um, when I didn't do that, I was making sure that I did the online meditations at a particular time. But that I found that that kind of ground me down <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I hated having to connect to the screen at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like that, but I, I kind of like felt that that was my tether. But then it, it took me a while to realize that it, while it was nice to meditate with others and to see other devotees that I just love it and I still do and I, I I think it's just an absolute miracle that we have the that capacity at this time. Yes, yes. You know, just right on time. I I wanted my meditations to 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 be more more organic or in the the course of my natural day, not just when you know I had to scroll down and click on and. And, uh-huh, uh-huh. and do that but see but that's just my personality okay so uh, let's recap that there was a struggle and for you it came through that situation but what was the lesson what was the outcome what was the where, where'd you gain from that well the outcome was like you know master's talk you know in his day it was the printed lessons and he said you're connected to a line of gurus. You're not just connected to a printing machine, a printing press. And I'm not just connected. You know, my, my electricity goes out all the time here in California. So what if I miss? Because I would feel bad if I didn't click in or at the right time. But as helpful as a digital platform was, and I actually love it, but that's not the real connection. Uh-huh. So... What did you gain in this refining process that that the the digital platform was kind of a, a vehicle for for you to get this lesson? Was it um, to be more with master within in your own sadhana, or would you, how do, would you say it? That's true. I also, you know. Uh, learn to value uh, the other ways that I was practicing the presence that they didn't have anything to do with tuning in on a computer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you went deeper. Yes, because I, I really, uh, I was spending a lot of time on the screens. I retired during COVID uh, from a legal job that I had mm-hmm. and I, I was, uh, I worked for the state and they immediately sent us, the state of California, they immediately sent us home and everything was on computer. Mm-hmm. And so by that time, uh, I, you know, I was just fried, even though I was meditating. And, you know, I would have to click in and be connected for work. I would have to click in and be connected for everything. That was hard, you know. The digital platform helped me to feel connected, yes, but I felt more comfort when I had my own meditations or or private times uh, with Master. Okay, okay, okay. So in that way, 
um, would you say that your sadhana has actually deepened at this time as opposed to uh, pre-COVID? Hard to measure, isn't it? It's hard to measure, especially if you're the kind of person that always talked to master. But I would probably have to say yes, because um, for the longest time, I was just here so-called by myself. So it was just me and master in quarantine, which you know is is great. <laughs> to be quarantined with master. Right? Quarantined with master. Yay. Yay. Well, you know, they say that uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and certainly that blessing is in the eye of the devotee who, who loves master. No doubt about that, dear one. Um, okay, so you said that it brought opportunities. I think we've talked about the isolating part. You said you were you were feeling alone and isolated in the house by yourself, but with master, it came to be a good thing. So what about the opportunities? Were there other opportunities? That was one of the, uh, the uh, adjectives you used. Well, those did have to, uh, to do with the digital platform because I did start to do some uh, limited volunteering with YSO and that uh, now the voluntary uh, league, that's just amazing. Oh my goodness, it was was amazing how much talent and competence that devotees have. And And the young people and the old people and the in between people. I mean, it was just like, I, I just can't, I, it was like serving in the temple uh, and it was exponential. Like when you serve at the temple, everybody wants to do everything just perfect. Uh-huh. And and you, you kind of, you know, you put one flower here that somebody would come along and move it, you know. But these were the young people on the digital platform. And you would say, well, I can't get this. And they go click, 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 click. And it was there. So that was the opportunity. And, and you know, uh, I mean, you know, reading the history of the work or hearing the stories that the monks tell about how the work developed. And this is just the, 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 the next step. Yeah. This is just the next step. The talent and the brain power that they have, I I just cannot believe it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So an opportunity for you to see the expansion of Guruji's work in a quantum leap, huh? Yes, and also in the service of Master, they were really interested in identifying uh, people who were not only had experience, who were good for the work, but to developing you because I was at a stage uh, in in my career because I had basically retired twice that I was not looking to expand. But Master said, you have to keep up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you have to, to yeah. keep up, <laughs> and, and, you know, in the, in the service of, of Master. So uh, that was my opportunity to, to realize that uh, at, at this stage in life, it, 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 there really was something left. I mean, he, it, I was developed 
in order to serve. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. And isn't that isn't that astounding? So that was a a a, a big opportunity for me instead of me just uh, sitting back. And since I've been involved, I actually went um, back to work <laughs> at my old job. I, I had worked there 32 years and uh, then I retired, but uh, you know, seemingly a labor shortage <laughs> everywhere. So even with lawyers, so I, I went back and I only worked part-time, but I've been able to go back uh, and to contribute. So you've gone back with an enhanced purpose of service. Oh, yes. And this morning, Brenda, it it was just, it was was just amplified. It's so, well, it's not coincidental that you should say that. But, you know, I was a criminal defense lawyer for 32 years. And I I represented people who murdered people, who who burned dogs, who... I don't want to hear. No, no, no. <laughs> Keep going. I did all of that. And now I interview those people when they're first arrested. Mm-hmm. So they're like caged animals. They they may have COVID or not, their protocol set up. But when uh Brother Chidananda said that this morning about greeting uh the souls of other people wow. and it may be, I like to think it's because I'm a devotee, but I do my job differently uh, than when I was just there uh-huh. working all the time. You know, who am I to judge? But when he said that this morning, that's exactly what I thought of, you know, to, to, to greeting other souls. Yes, yes. Well, you know, what I think I'm, I'm getting out of this and hearing it is that the difference between pre-COVID and this this time uh, for you has been an enhancement of everything. That everything has take, taken a, a deeper step. There's been an expansion of consciousness that has uh, taken place uh, regarding service, regarding yourself, regarding uh, your relationship with master, um, it's all pervasive, and uh, um, I think that tells a story. What do you think? Yes, I. You've given me a chance to actually name it and appreciate it, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know when you're living day to day, you're just living, and um, right. um, sometimes when I forget. I I tell Master uh, I'm going to you know use the affirmation reveal thyself reveal thyself because it's not like God and Master or Ma Divine Mother is not there just that we have to recognize it yes. and that's what I'm afraid of uh, was forgetting because it it would not be truthful for me to say that I haven't had you know. Uh, times where I've been very afraid or I've not been happy with my living situation or my working situation or or my relationship situation and um, or or not gone through poor me but (laughs) uh, you know uh, master talks a lot about moods and that was just so uh 
ahead of his time. And that's when habits are good. Because sometimes when you really uh, can't pull yourself up, if you have a, a habit of certain spiritual practices, then you can kind of buoy yourself and, and not go down that rabbit hole. But that came from that same talk of Brother Atulinanda about routinizing things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me ask you two more quick questions. One is, what lessons have you learned during this period or a lesson that you have learned? <laughs> That's always been my problem. I'm not sure. I've learned it. I have to recognize the lesson. I don't know. Okay. So. Oh, oh no. Oh. What? Okay. Go ahead. Um, it's just to not give up. It's to keep on keeping on. I, I guess this is Brother Actually, not just talk to keep on keeping on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Last question, Bella G, is what are you most grateful for? I, I do have some realization of how fortunate we are to have these teachings and to have mastered. Mm -hmm. It's basically how to live. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that they are the how to live tools. So I'm grateful for that, even when I don't follow them or I don't acknowledge them. And I know that uh, Master is, I, I really feel this, uh, that he's my best well-wisher mm -hmm. and that with all the mistakes that I, I've made and my insensitivities to others, that, you know, I, I, I'm not judged. <laughs> That's what. That's especially during this time and circling back to what we touched on earlier, that helps me not to judge others. Well, Bella G, what I'm going to say is very sincerely a big namaste. And that means the God in me certainly bows to the God in you that is so present. So keep it alive. Keep it going. Jai Guru Jai Ma, dear heart. Well, dear friends, isn't it wonderful to appreciate anew that no matter what comes or goes, in our endeavors and aspirations to live the life and serve the work, that we are not alone and that it is a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Let us close with listening again and taking to heart these powerful words of Brother Chittanandaji. Never underestimate the positive effect of your spiritual efforts on your well-being, on those around you, and on humanity at large. Guruji said, one who in every way tries to uplift himself, harmonizing body, mind, and soul with the divine, creates positive karma not only in his own life, but in his family, neighborhood, country, and world. Jai Guru Jai Ma. This time of
Celestine. 